Hello, you're listening to Common Rider with me. This week, we continue our recap of Common Rider Zero One, then take a look at Common Rider Double. Hen. Shin. Common Rider with me, a podcast about stunt-filled shows full of heroes. I'm James Dorrington, and I'm your expert. And I'm James Baker. I'm your newcomer. Ah, so James, how are you feeling this week? I'm feeling pretty good, man. I'm really excited about this episode. Uh, getting ready to talk about Common Rider Double and, you know, my favorite Zero One, for sure. How are you doing, man? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, this is the first time in a minute where I haven't had extra shifts. So I'm like so well rested. I got like a full like six hours. I'm all good. Yeah. Um, I am... I've still been looking like at the expanse like last time and it's such a good show. Like every problem I have with other TV, the expanse does all of that so well. It's like the perfect show. Yeah. I remember you were talking about it uh, last pod and me and my girlfriend actually looking for a show to watch together. <laughs> so I think I'm going to let her watch the pilot with me and see how she feels after that and if she enjoys it we're going to probably pick it up if not i'll probably watch it because you keep raving about this show man i definitely have to get into it so we can keep the conversation going yeah it's a hard sci-fi and it starts a little slow so that's like is probably the reason it's not more popular than it is but it's just like super diverse it's like very like focused on like what's going on like at like a societal level it has like really interesting characters it has like there's moral dilemmas without it just being like a gritty gray, like world full of people always like being the worst. It's just a really well done and smart show and just a very like fun show. Like it, it's like so good to just watch it and just be like, wow, this is just a well-made piece of like genre TV. What's been your favorite season so far? Um, I just started season three. Um, Season one probably has like a bit of a weird start, but I'd say that it's just, just kept getting like better and better. And like it's kept like being willing to like experiment. And it's like so far, like it's definitely changed genres a little bit as it's gone too, which is really interesting. It's like halfway between like BSG and like The Wire or something. It just has like a very like strong feel of just being a show that's very like purposeful and like thoughtful in what it does and does it mm. very well. Yeah. Um, what have you been looking at this week? Anything or? The Watchmen still. There was a huge episode last night, and uh, next week is a finale. So uh, things are starting to go down. But uh, once we get done recording tonight, I'm going to start uh, the uh, Cross of Infinite Earths. It's the oh, yeah. uh, C- CW uh, collab with all their shows to do like a, you know, a huge event once a year with all their uh, shows. And uh, last night was the first one, so I had to catch up on that. And one aired tonight, so... Uh, I'll be checking those out tonight, too. And they do a really good job with those, too. Um, the shows as a body are kind of cheesy at times, but then you have a couple episodes that are really, really good. But every time there is an event, it's amazing television. Uh, and you get to see your favorite superheroes uh, go at it. Yeah, like it's um, like it's weird, too, though, because I think um, this one is uh, there's stuff they've been referencing leading up to this since Flash aired like first started airing they were like mm-hmm. crisis is going to happen and like change like the world of flash and there's stuff that's like this is going to tie into how arrow ends this is kind of like on one on like one level higher than their usual yearly thing which are already big enough yeah they've been pretty uh pretty much uh advertising the end of barry allen's for seasons on seasons now uh it's this newspaper article that's saying uh the flash disappeared and it's all leading up to this moment. So <laughs> this event is pretty much like the end game <laughs> of the CW verse of, uh, or the, I think they call it the Arrowverse of yeah. these uh, shows coming up. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing the future of what they do with this. Uh, rumor has it that they're going to c- combine all the shows together, but I don't know how that works with you with them just uh, you know starting Batwoman. Uh, they still have a lot of other shows going on too, but they're ending the. Arrow show this year so 
maybe they do combine them all. I would love for them to combine this into one show. And uh, it'd be easier to follow all the timelines at one time. But uh, well, because uh, yeah, um, I think that uh, Batwoman, Supergirl, and Black Lightning are all in different Earths, like on Earth thirty-eight or Earth seventeen or whatever. So I think that's probably what they mean. There's going to be we're on one planet for the first time, which would be interesting. Yeah, I think in the trailer they destroyed Superwoman's planet or Supergirl's planet. Yeah, and, uh, I guess that's kind of like they have to force her into another world now. So she joins, you know, Earth one or whatever. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on. So, uh, so I could join the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Like I just like it was like a huge comic arc. So really exciting thing to see them have like four Superman on screen. That's just a lot. Yeah, they brought back the Smallville one and they introduced the new one and uh, they had the kingdom I think it's called the Kingdom Come Superman. I'm not too familiar with that one, but I do know. Is that the one that if he landed in Russia, the Kingdom Come Superman? No, that's Red Sun Superman. Red Kingdom Sun Come okay. is like uh, if he got old and like more authoritarian. But okay. apparently, um, the Kingdom Come Superman in this is supposed to be like the Christopher Reeve Superman twenty years later. Like they've confirmed as much. Oh shit! So he's in that, which is okay. that's a lot. Yeah, I don't follow a uh, Superman a ton. But I know enough. But uh, yeah, um, you know, I've been watching these shows for, I would say, the last five years since me and my girlfriend started dating. It's actually one of the first shows that we started watching together is The Flash. So we still keep up with that. But along the way, I've dropped Arrow. I've dropped Supergirl recently and uh, I dropped Black Lightning. But uh, The Flash is the one that I've held on to. So I hope this isn't the end for Barry Allen. But I have a theory it was probably going to happen at the end. But uh, for anybody that's a fan of the show, I don't want to, you know, drop any potential spoilers, but I'll keep it to myself. Yeah, it's like really tough territory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should actually switch over, you think, to talk about Carbon Rider Double. What do you say? Let's do it. Cyclone Joker! Cyclone Joker! And we are back and we are going to be talking about Common Rider Double. And now if you are listening along and for last time, we did say that our um, reference point was going to be the first four episodes of Common Rider Double. So, James, just to start off. What do you think of Common Rider Double? Bro, I'm so glad I wrote whatever I wrote. I forgot what number it was, but damn, this is to be honest, man, I kind of like this more than Fives and Zero One, to be honest, man. Like this is right up my alley. Uh, Detective Noir uh, drama show and the characters complement each other so well, man. And from the beginning of the show, I mean, it opens up with one of the best uh, openings I've seen in a while. Uh, it didn't waste any time. The boss gets shots in it, shots in the back. Monster bursts in through the floor and the helicopter starts shooting at them. And it asks the question, do you have the courage to ride with the devil? And he's like, eh? I mean, yeah. then... You know, it transforms. Uh, he takes out the heli- helicopter and part of the building explodes. So I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And the opening for this show is, man, this is probably the best opening, man. Like the music in the background, the images they show, everything. Like this was amazing first impression. And the characters, man, the main character, uh, Shotaru Hidari. I think that's how you say it. I'm yeah, sure the names that great. you guys know by name. Shudero. I'm going to call him Show for the rest of this pod. He is one of my favorite main characters of Kamen Rider so far. I mean, a detective whose office is set or uh, his secret lair is set in a pool hall, <laughs> who is also on the verge of being evicted and is trying to serve soft cases at the same time, was an easy sell for me. Uh, and he has a grappling hook that's reminiscent of Batman. So, uh, you know, his vehicle is kind of like the Batmobile. Uh, grappling hook, solve his cases. I mean, that's an easy sell for me. Like I said, um, the introduction of introduction of Philip was pretty good too. Uh, he reminds me of L from Death Note. I mean, even down to the book that he opens and carries around every now and then, kind of reminds me of Death Note, uh, book. And uh, whenever he tries to access his memories, it's very reminiscent of what they do in the Matrix when Morpheus and Neo you know, enter and try to pick out weapons. But this one is filled with books and memories. So that's pretty cool too. And uh, last but not least, the third part of this three-headed monster, Akiko, the landlord, now the boss of these two guys. I mean, everything about this plot is really good too, man. I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, um, like 
so this show is the like eleventh of the um modern era of like Kamen Rider, which is like what we rolled. And like after the uh, tenth was kind of a big multiverse event. They wanted like to do something simple, something clean, and that's how you get this, which is like it's definitely a show that like I'd recommend as like a first show since it's just so watchable. It's just so simple. It, like it's like uh just that main suit, that bike. They just look so great, don't they? Yeah, this is my favorite suit. Uh, my favorite bike. I love the duality of the suit. How you know Philip could take on a form and a uh, show could take on a form. They can combine the forms together. And to be honest, this is some of the most realistic fighting in the toku genre that I've experienced so far. And man, I really love everything about it. To be honest, man, I might keep watching this. <laughs> no, it's a very just. It, it, it's a great show for that. And um. One thing to note is that actually um, that first like scene is um, from the movie that comes out that came out in December for this show. So like how next month or like um, like two weeks, I guess, like there's a show coming out for zero one. That's its big crossover with the previous season. That was from like this because I guess like the person they have for the old boss, um, he's like a serious actor like Mm -hmm. Or singer like who's very famous so it's like that kind of thing where like they can't get them all the time but for this movie they had them kind of thing but yeah it's a very strong just like way to see oh like you have like wind powers and everything and um this is one of the few like shows that takes the time to try and make it not just be like generic tokyo too which i really like it's like you can feel like fudo even in those first two episodes or like first four episodes it, it feels like a lived in its own place yeah, definitely, man. It kind of reminds me of like a, a anime town <laughs> in a sense. Uh, it's fully powered by a windmill and, you know, uh, yeah, everything about it, man. Yeah. And um, so that first two episodes, I personally wasn't sure what you think on that, because like you see the characters a lot, but not the best like monsters, not the best whatever, but like just um, that classic just um, here's this like from your past like woman that's here trying to like make you fall in love with her as she's like getting like tracked down for a crime kind of thing um like it just like felt like a very in my head like it was worse than it was but it it was just like a very good like start to show here's what we're aping here's what matters for like our like source material and our genre maybe i'm just being biased but man I, i i love the first four episodes i mean everything like i said at the beginning the introduction of the characters after that we meet marina who seems to be you know, a genuine, you know, female character, former friend of a show turns out to be deceiving him the whole time into her own benefit. And she actually has a guy memory, too. So, I mean, like the plot twist at the beginning, you know, uh, the first monster or the first dopant that uh, F- Philip and uh show had to fight, uh, the magma one was a little extra, but he kind of reminded yeah. me of the transformation of, uh, you know, the Super Saiyan 3 with the long hair. <laughs> That's what it kind of reminded me of. And then I did think the T-Rex dope pant was a little cheesy, but uh, yeah. whenever he transformed, that kind of opened up a different layer of the show into showing like, you know, like a big boss battle on top of a building and how are they going to get out of this situation? And they gave them uh, the opportunity to show the vehicles too. But uh, yeah, transition to, yeah, yeah the, the great bike. Um Three and four introduced the the uh, the dope pant that was uh, I think his his money, money. <laughs> yeah. So I work at a casino, so that was even more intriguing to me too. Just seeing people, you know, uh, you know, gamble and just how like the transform transformation into you know neglecting their family or you know all they want to do is just come to the casino all the time because I see the same people every day. So this hit home like this whole uh, four episode arc. Definitely hit home for sure. I actually absolutely enjoyed it. Yeah, the dopants, like especially early on, are kind of the weak point of the series because it's like they can be kind of cheesy. But uh-huh. uh, no, um, I definitely when I um, looked through it, I was like picking like what would be like a good starting point for like these shows. And I remembered um, that scene where like sh- um, where Shotaro says we're playing my game old maid. And I was like, oh. James will love this. This is going to be perfect for I him. was like, why old maid of all things? Why old maid? But um, one of the things that has me wanting to keep watching the show is uh, Philip. 
and uh, his situation with his family and what's going on there. It seems that he was taken away from his family at one point and uh, he doesn't know why. He tries to uh, access his memories, but all the pages are ripped out of his uh, his book. So I kind of want to keep going for that plot line, too. And I'm still not sure what the hell is going on with the Sonozaki family. Um, I don't know what their end goal is. Is it power? Is it control? Is it just, uh, you know, just run Fudo? Uh, I don't know really either. So it's a lot of things that keep me invested in the show. And uh, yeah, I had a, a great time watching the show, man. One of the other main things was I wanted you to um, to see that wedding and the faction. So what do you think of this villain faction overall? Because they are just they're very strong to me. Just they are introduced very well and very different from what we've seen in, in, in other shows, for example. They have their own kind of steez. Um, I'm not sure exactly how I feel about the family yet, but I do like what they showed so far. Um, I like how the younger daughter has her own radio show. I thought that was really interesting. And that Philip and, uh, you know, show actually listened to the show. And when she named dropped the, the new climate rider, they're actually excited about it. So, um, I could just only imagine whenever they find out that, you know, uh, Wakana, I think that's her name is actually yep. behind this whole, uh, Sonozaki, uh, conspiracy that's going on. Uh, Kiriko was a very interesting character as well. He's the new member of the Sonozaki family who, uh, he just married, the the older daughter. And the funny part with him was whenever, uh, um, I forget the guy's name, but he was the money dopant. And yeah. he actually came and saved him. And he's like, what are you talking about? You bought a guy memory. We're supposed to help you out. I thought that was like, oh, like he's a good salesman, man. That was definitely, that was definitely, I didn't expect that too. But I mean, there's so much to talk about with this one. Um, in the chat, I actually put uh, their, um, their boss in the prequel movie has like his own common Rider form, common Rider skull. He's the only common Rider to have a hat. If you want to look at that real quick. Oh, I got to pull that up. What did I type in? Um, search Common Rider Skull. Skull? Yeah, Skull. So I guess he comes back, huh? <laughs> nope. He's dead. Oh, He's okay. dead for good. Just, uh, they show him in two this separate... This dude like, really has a fucking hat. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Oh, my. Is this a Windscale hat? It has to be, right? Yeah, I think so. Yo, this is fire. Isn't that a great design, though? Holy fuck. That's badass. So was this actually in the show or is this just a design? In the the um in the this crossover movie, they have him like hit, like they show the arc of them like rescuing Philip where he's a common rider before mm-hmm. he dies. And that's where we see this. That is awesome, bro. I'm glad you thanks for showing me that. That's fucking sick. Because no, this... that was one of the main reasons why I thought that uh, show was so cool. Like he had the hat, you know, he had to like the vest on, tie. I'm like, this guy is screaming, you know, New Or. So, uh, damn, that was awesome. I was just about to to show you something, but then I realized I should not show you that. Um, if you do watch the show. Yeah, like if you do watch the oh, show, okay. um, I would like to uh, maybe at a certain point. So um, most of the movies for the common writer shows aren't canon and really aren't that great. They're just kind of like, here's a bunch of set pieces. But this has one of the few, like, not their crossover movie, but their big summer, like, starring, like, we're in theaters movie. Um, this one for common writer double is considered the best. Like, I'd say w- without really much competition, the best common writer movie um, for like a solo outing. It's canon. It's interesting. It definitely like raises the stakes in a very interesting way. But no, um, just like that is if you it's like to the point where I'd like almost show somebody the movie for Common Rider Double if they <laughs> wanted to try Common Rider out without any context. It's just that. So is the, is the plot like trying to solve a case the whole time or is it kind of like um, what's the premise? There is a group um, of mercenaries called Never who were experimented on by the same group that helps fund the bad guys of Carbon Rider Double um, to make them undead. And they steal a new generation of Gaia memories, including their boss, who is as a one slotted version of the Carbon Rider like driver called the Lost Driver. And his name is Carbon Rider Eternal. Hmm. 
and uh, they basically like show up and wreak havoc across like the whole city. They kind of um, completely like dominate. It's just very good. You get to see some new faces, some new forms. It's just a very strong movie. It's very and well. this is something I will watch after I complete the series. <laughs> it's set between episodes like forty three and forty four or something. Okay, like you have to know it almost to get to the time. What do you think of um, a the scene of him asking um, for the hand in marriage for uh, for Kirihiko, where he's just like naked strolling down this like carpet or whatever, <laughs> or the scene where they get married and have the photo finish. Yeah, both of those scenes were really, really weird. Like I said, I really can't read what the hell's going on with his family other than they're weird as fuck. Uh, another scene that was really weird, too, was like, let me see if you're worthy of joining his family. And he's fucking just shooting at this guy. And he's like dodging him like the Matrix. And he's like, stop playing around. <laughs> and then the other sister comes out and tries to fight him. I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? Like, what is, what is this all about? Like, What's the point? But uh, I guess it's just all initiation to get him in a family. Yeah. But um, uh, it's great, though, because um, they show that like the whole family has these like memories and these monster forms. And in that, um, did you catch that in that like family portrait where they all were in their monster forms that their cat has its own form? No, I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> and their cat has like a little collar that they can oh, put his like guy memory into. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Uh, uh, yeah. And he's like a saber tooth tiger or something, which is. That's so dumb. That's perfect. Yeah, I love it. I also want to know how the hell they got so many memories and how the hell did uh, Philip and Show get so many memories? Like, it's like an endless supply of this shit. <laughs> I think they just have their main six. Like, for most of the series, that's all they have. Is this the family you're talking about or Show and uh, Philip? Uh, for Show and Philip. Okay, so the family has other versions of the keys, obviously. I mean, memories, obviously. Yeah, the family makes them and sells them. <clears throat> okay, I didn't know if it was like uh, zero one, how, you know, they drop a key and they add it to the collection and they keep, you know, coming up with different combinations over the this series. That would have been awesome if they added that into there too. I, I would say my favorite combination so far was Metal and Heat. Yes. That was probably my favorite collab so far. Of the nine kind of like variations, there's three that are like the main form. So Cyclone Joker... There's Heat Metal and there's Luna Trigger. Okay, I didn't see Luna Trigger yet. Uh, yeah, uh, it's like Wind and Fast is like the Cyclone side. It's Hot and Hard is the one side. It's like Weird, Mr. Fantastic is the one side. And there's like Hand to Hand, Staff, or like Gun. So it's like all, like it makes sense. Like I like how it makes sense. It's like, oh, if you want to do like Hand to Hand with Heat, like Powers, use this kind of thing. Like it's like a very like logical, like power system so the the lunar memory what was what exactly was going on with that like why was it like a stretchy hand it's i was like thinking stretch. like lunar like the moon but maybe it's something else i don't know i didn't really get that one i don't know it's like the power of reflection or something it's the weird one yeah okay i couldn't really get a read on that one but like it's just a very like cool way to have like a diverse like skill set without like a lot of pieces like the half and half setup yeah, don't get me wrong. It's cool. I just didn't understand why why it was called that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, everything else made sense besides that one. Yeah, it's cool, though. And it's anime, so that's kind of <laughs> all they need. Some things you don't need everything to make sense. <laughs> uh, so um, this show, um, quick mention, it has better music than Kamen for Fies, I'd say. Like it, By like, far, does, Yeah. Even like like the cues of like, you know, like old detective movies in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really sure how to uh, explain it, but you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah. Like whenever they're trying to solve a case or something, I fucking loved it. During that one fight scene on the bus, we hear the first insert song, which is Cyclone Effect. That, that's fun. Uh, we hear um, oh, um, one thing that Comrade Fies and Double have in common is they both love to like flick their wrists in combat. And that's just a fun move. It, it just looks good every time. That was another thing I forgot to mention was the the fight on top of the bus. I don't remember the last time I seen that other than Matrix Reloaded, <laughs> like on top of a moving vehicle. That was sick, bro. That was that was one of the highlights of this uh, four episodes that I watched. I fucking love that. So just to know, uh, this show is uh, also very popular. Like, uh, like, sure, like every copywriter show is going to be popular, like start someone's career, but some kind of go like a step beyond. Um, 
last year. So like this show ended in 2011. Last year, they started to put out a like sequel, like manga to it called like Fudo City Detectives. Hmm. Uh, is it still is following the, show in Philip or is that different? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was weird because it came out and people were like, huh, there's nudity in this. That's weird. And violence. <laughs> <laughs> they noticed this for like a show aimed at like four year olds from seven years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So it was more mature. Yeah. And um, they've shown up in a lot of crossovers. Um, the actor for Shotaro is uh, doing pretty well. Like Alec, he's getting roles like he's in stuff. But the actor for Philip actually is wildly famous. Hmm. I didn't see that coming. I thought show would be more popular than Philip. For like a recent Kamen Rider movie, they tried to have him in for like a like cameo, Philip, and um, it was like we can. His schedule opens up in two years. <laughs> oh my god! He so did, what is uh, he doing? Like dramas or movies? Uh, some singing, some dramas. He did the opening song for the um, My Hero Academia movie last year. Like that was him. Mm, he could sing too, yeah. huh? Yeah, um, that's badass. He sings one of the songs for the show, um, but yeah, it's just the kind of thing where this is like definitely a series that's popular enough that it's been like just recently like important, like in like pop culture in that way, which is fun. I'm also glad that I like this one because I came off, probably came off like a douche after fives. Oh no. <laughs> for not liking it as much as I, I guess I'm, I was supposed to, but this, I'm all about double. I'm all about double. No, uh, for Toku, especially looking at like everything going on with like what early 2000s toku was it's a weird mix like we can go from like shows that are like very light-hearted about friendship to like here's like a murder like survival cannibalism show on like the drop of a hat really if you just start looking at the stuff randomly mm-hmm. so there's there are shows we're gonna look at that uh i don't like that <laughs> i don't like a fair bit uh but yeah um any like closing thoughts on like this show i'm ready to double uh, I think I said everything I had to say about it. I absolutely loved it. Um, I kind of want to get a, a double shirt, man. I'm, I, I fucking love this uh, suit, like half purple, half green. They complement each other pretty well. Um, their attacks are really good. Uh, the dope pants are really interesting. Uh, I love what they're trying to do with the whole casino uh, arc. Uh, trying to say how, you know, gambling could potentially have you abandon your own family and you know, you get caught up in this loop over and over and over uh, until you pretty much are out of house and home. Um, I love that message behind that. And uh, yeah, man, absolutely love these four episodes. I'm pretty sure it gets better and better as they go. But that's about all I can say about it. I really don't know, you know, what else to say besides that. Uh, this show actually um, mentioned that like it's like the more simple like relaunch of that like second stage of like past like 20 years of like Common Rider where like a lot of stuff that we know now kind of got like codified, but there was, there was, and still is a lot of merch for this. Like when the show was airing, you could buy like wind scale hats and like their outfits from the episodes, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Got some cosplay going. And, uh, they had, um, ties you could buy that were like half purple, half green, which is a lot, but that's really fun. Yeah. That's pretty um, awesome too. You could buy actual USB drives that were like the Gaia memories, which honestly, uh, like my uh, flash drive for like when I'm at work and I have a minute to work on like side projects is actually called Cyclone Joker. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> oh, man, you're definitely a Comrider fan. Yeah. <laughs> I just looked up uh, action figures on Amazon. And they have this really cool one for like 30 bucks, even splits in half. GameStop has Comrider like stuff, like especially for like double sometimes, actually, which is weird. But yeah, so far I got to get a. I got to get me a Ryder collection of action figures. Got to get a, a Rudo. And then after that, I get a Philip in a show. They even have the one you just told me about, Comrade Skull. They even have that. Yeah. Oh, man. I entered the Amazon black hole. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard black hole to be in. Um, <laughs> and also, like, if you even, like, look on, like, if you just want to wish you had like a lot of money there's like premium bandai where they have like adult size like props and like toys so like you can buy like it's called complete selection which is just like scaled up for adults version of like the like belts and stuff for like four hundred dollars and stuff it's there's a lot i'm that's too rich for me but yeah i wish i had that kind of money (laughs) like they're selling like all the hoodies that like aruto wears for example right now on the website for like 
60, 80 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I like the one that he wore in 12, the yellow one. Yeah, that was a good one. I forget. I think it said, I think it said something about two wheels and it was like showing like a bike. That was pretty cool. But speaking of that, like let's uh, transition over to Carbon Rider Zero One, episodes 12 and 13. Jump! Authorize. Rising Hopper! A jump to the sky turns to a rider kick. All right, and we are back. So this week we looked at episode 12, The Famous Detective is Coming, and episode 13, I'm the Present Secretary, Carbon Rider Zero One. So, James, for episode 12, Thoughts? This was uh this was really fun too because I actually watched uh you know the first four episodes of doubles and I went into this and what do you know we have another <laughs> detective themed uh, episode <laughs> so this just made my day man but uh excellent episode I mean it opens up with uh you were pretty much snitching on hidden uh, intelligence about having a secret lab and uh, they get mixed up in this whole. Uh, investigation and they're actually in the process of making a new progress key uh i love the introduction of wazoo uh who's uh izu's older, older brother not really but really <laughs> just dressed like sherlock holmes because that's dressed the thing like you do. sherlock holmes saving the day but uh i like how they uh kind of show the difference between headsets the older ones are kind of bigger uh more like headphones the uh new model is more slender kind of like uh, they are headphones, but not as like wide as your traditional headphones. So I, I like how they showed the progression of, you know, the human gears throughout time. Uh, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool, too. Uh, I didn't really expect the uh, Hirobi and Jin shutting down Mr. Assassin. That kind of caught me off guard, too. And then him waking up <laughs> and saying, like, he just wants to shut me down because <laughs> um, I perfected all my skills. You know, like pretty much like saying I'm my own man now. And then he yeah. says, uh now I must leave the nest and transform into his newer model. I'm like, damn, what the hell is going on here? What'd you think about that? That's a cool design. Like I like his like weird skull face. It kind of like we mentioned like during episode four that like four is the number of death. And I guess this is like the fourth of the dancers and that kind of stuff. And they call him Mr. Four and stuff. He's definitely very intimidating. Like we ended the last episode with him um, just beating the crap out of like Fua. So I guess he's like, back now even stronger as just his kind of final form and he's just yoked he's just like making minions he's like beating the crap out of like two or three common riders at once he's just on this like next level yeah and even he even has his own like you say he has his own squad uh i do like how they kept like part of the original design mm-hmm. like with his uh his i guess his claws or his hands or whatever and yeah. just modify the uh the face plate that was really uh creative too um they took but, steps uh, to make sure that he wasn't fighting like Hirobi too. It was like, never show these two fight. Cause we have to like keep that, like very wrestling thing alive. where like, they're both very strong and next level. Like we can't see him look weak. Cause like Hirobi still is like supposed to be like very strong. So they were like, make sure we're selling this person without like underselling this person, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like how, uh, Hirobi and, uh, Jen actually had to fight him, <laughs> you know, uh, that kind of showed how powerful, uh, Mr. Assassin became. I mean, he held his own with Hirobi, and Arudo can't even do that at this point. <laughs> yeah, and um, to go back, like I think um, it's like interesting. Um, at the start of the episode, man, Arudo, uh, I think he's having a very easy time, and we're going to see that change sometime in the future. Is he just transforms in front of the police into a common rider? Yeah, and I thought leaves. that was kind of like weird. I was like, damn, like it's everybody knows now. <laughs> I'm it started off as police. being this big yeah. secret in like the first few episodes. Now it's just, oh, let me transform and leave. I do think this will come back to bite him, but like that was just very much like, I thought you were being hunted. Why would you show that you're a common rider to everybody? But also, like, he has this one good joke so far where he's like, this is my business suit. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny too. And I did like how he uh, had to send the cops on a wild goose chase. That was. I guess it was an okay plan, not the best plan, but it stalled them enough time to make this progress key. Um, yeah. But I did like how they kind of teased the potential team up between, uh, you know, uh, Misubu, Jinrai, and uh, Hidden Intelligence. I did like how they teased that a little bit. Like they had a common enemy. Yeah, but I'm glad that, like, at least at this point, where things on the whole aren't going too bad, they were just like, no, I'd love to see that come back. Because also, um, we see, like, some very, like, 
weak episodes of like or like um weak like mid arc like let's have two heroes fight kind of thing happened like from like a like where there's like a quick fight between him and Fua and like barely a fight between like him and Yua. So mm-hmm. it's like I do kind of think like we're almost being lulled because they've skipped maybe a lot of the animosity. And I wouldn't be surprised if later we do get that real like we're fighting on a roof trying to kill each other moment, you know? Yeah, like, they're kind of like best friends right now. So you're saying like potentially that that could change in, in future episodes? I do think that the fact that we haven't had them have much animosity despite teasing it, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some moment of just here is something that happens that is just an, a hard to reconcile like difference. And maybe we have that arc where like he really has to team up with like bad guys or he's really being hunted or he's really like in this feud with like Fua. Like I think that could come in the future because they've kind of given him a pretty easy time of it so far in the show. Yeah, that's what you're saying. You're saying like it's not really anything at stake right now. Like there's stuff at stake, but I think um, all of these conflicts that we're expecting have been like turning out kind of like more amiable. And I think that they're definitely teasing that things are going to kick up a notch as like we go forward and that like we'll start seeing like that blood match. I'm going to kill you because my dad, I don't know who knows why, but no. Um, what do you think of like the whole like um, with Wazoo and like with Izu, like trying to like solve that case? Like that was an interesting plot line. Yeah. Like at first she didn't really trust him because, you know, you got this guy just going to these random markets and festivals <laughs> Looking like he's just trying to have fun. And like she even pages Arudo and said, I don't really know about this guy. I kind of want to leave. But you know, Arudo being Arudo, he's like, just trust him. And come to find out, this guy actually was just investigating the whole time and knew exactly what he was talking about. And to find out that Mr. Assassin is uh, a version of five, <laughs> I really didn't see that coming. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool too, how they just changed the, uh, ended up changing the faces and, you know, sell them on the market. Didn't really see that coming. And, uh, I guess four is the one we've been seeing the most of, and he's kind of evolved from there. Is that four is the one that we saw in the last arc of the actor, but the other three were killed in the previous four episodes, I think. Okay. So that explains why he keeps coming back. Okay. I thought yeah. they were just bringing four back the entire time, which kind of like is both like crappy because like I did want to see him recur more, but also they left five out there in the end. So that's a good chance we might see him at some point again in some. Yeah, capacity. he got away. But no, um, man, that scene where he just opens his mouth and like he's pretending to be like a police car. I was like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> and then like just zooms in on his face. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Like they're definitely going with um, you become like very quirky and nonsensical at times when you're like when you reach like singularity, I think, like w- we've seen so far of like Mr. Assassin and with with Jin and that kind of stuff. There's definitely something going on with. Yeah, we weren't really sure if he reached Singularity in this episode, but it was confirmed in episode 12. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Aruto's grandfather definitely kept him around for a reason. And that's probably why he's probably one of the first human gears to reach Singularity. What do you think of that fight at the end, actually, where they're just getting worked real bad? Yeah, we didn't even talk about the new uh, Shining Hopper suit yet. Um, yeah. At the beginning, it kind of uh, got trashed. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Assassin kind of figured out what the hell is going on pretty fast. Um, but uh, at the end, it was really good. Um, I think I said to myself that this kind of reminds me of when Goku went instinct for the first time <laughs> against Jiren in Dragon Ball Super. I don't know if yeah. that you guys watched Super, but it was kind of reminiscent about that um, or by that. But uh, yeah, I, re- I like the animations, how he was kind of like telegraphing everything was going on. Um, and it's showing how Mr. Sasa couldn't read everything that was going on. And got, he got, got his ass whooped. It's a good suit. Like, I like how it, like, shows, like, the parts of, like, a hopper. Like, I like how it has um, the shining hopper holding the normal hopper on top of it and hopping around. That That's that's funny. Just one thing I was like, why does the suit need abs? <laughs> why do you have to show <laughs> the suit getting abs? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, that was pretty funny, too. But I do like the quote that he had when he transformed. It was like, when I shine, darkness fades. I thought that's pretty cool. And yeah, like, I'm not sure, like, what they're going to go with this. Because um, this, they built it up. Like, this is, like, a important form. And, like, I'm not sure, like, where it's going to fall in, like, the overall, like, hierarchy. But I liked how they, like, needed the information from, like, all the keys. And for a second, like, I thought, like, they'd have to, like, go get, like, the Falcon key from, like, Jin or something. 
or mm-hmm. like trade something. I don't know. Um, came like towards the end where it's like, oh, I am like all worn out from using this. Like I feel like an old dude. Like I feel like lactic acid like everywhere f- from being like Super Saiyan for a while or whatever. What do you think of um, that sacrifice though for like Wazoo giving up and just saying, I'm going to get in the way now and like just just like die here to make this work? I actually thought Izu was about to take the whole sacrifice herself. I was like, oh shit. Did she figure out a way to like back herself up and then tell anybody? Um, the director's def- the director definitely sold that moment pretty good for me. And uh, when Wazoo hopped in, I was actually kind of shocked. But it made sense. I mean, they don't really want to get rid of Izu this early into the series. But uh, um, I guess they couldn't really keep Wazoo around and they had him sacrifice himself. But it was moving. And uh, she finally called him uh, her older brother uh, when that happened. And uh, she said she, he said uh, that she could probably turn to Singularity pretty soon, too. So that was a touching moment. I like how they ex- executed that, that scene. Yeah. And um, I actually uh, liked how we see, like, um, once he does, well, for first, uh, he, like, brutally kicks through, like, Mr. Assassin, like, just right through him. Like, we see the pieces. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Probably the most gruesome ending of a, a human gear that we've seen so far and then when like when like Hirobi just shows up by punching like fuha and just like being like hello i'm here oh yeah i'm like damn where was he at the whole time he was just waiting for his chance to get that key back <laughs> he didn't want no parts of mr assassin because it seems like Hirobi might be somebody who can stand up to shining hopper yeah and it was kind of teased for the next episode but i was like uh you and fuha need some upgrades pretty soon because eventually they're not even going to be able to compete with anybody <laughs> What do you think of the fact that um we saw like the uh, from Zaya that like CEO like show up at the end and like talking about how much he liked how much stronger or like zero one was getting? Yeah, I didn't expect to see him in this episode. And like you said, he showed up at the end and he was like, uh, I wonder what he looks like fighting Thouser. And I'm like, who the hell is Thouser? So I don't know if that's like a, a human gear or if it's a suit that he has, I really don't know how to read that. But this guy is definitely uh, up to no good. I know that like back in the day, like you could um, beat Thouser by grabbing him by the tail and saying so long, gay Thouser and throwing him over the edge. That's Bowser, man. Oh, oh OK. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, where is he going with this? I'm like, oh, OK. He's talking about Bowser. <laughs> but no, um, just like it was a strong intro to like a form. It felt like this like arc was actually like about like moving forward like is you too and like i wouldn't be surprised if in the future they do have her like factor in to zero one being able to like do something or like hmm. helping Arado live i'm not sure but it seems like right now it seems like with this power up stakes don't seem high so i like once again think we're gonna see like th- this status quo change drastically in the next couple episodes yeah something has to give for this arc, all we really got to see was the uh, investigation on hidden intelligence. And they never really said what happened with that. Um, they never showed like the cops snooping around and, you know, investigating or anything. So they kind of like swept that under the rug. But uh, not really sure other than, you know, like the new suit, uh, you know, potential of uh, Izu reaching singularity a little bit faster than what we thought. And uh, whoever Thousand was, there's there wasn't really much other than that happening in these last two episodes. Yeah, because I think at this point, like we're like about like 13 episodes in to a 50 episode show and things look good. Like uh, Hidden Intelligence is dealing with some stress, but they seem to be strong enough to like they're working together with um, Ames. They seem to be strong enough to fight Matsubo Jinrao like before they had their like new thing. It seems now that the only thing that can happen is like things getting shaken up. Like, I think like, honestly, their relationships will be like changed. I think that like, there's going to be some way that the power scale like tips back on them. Like, I think for me, like I still want to see like what pushes Aruto to like rock bottom or like what like destroys his company, what like destroys like his body. Like, yeah. And they went that they went there for the previous two episodes. And I remember we were conversating about, you know, a uh, guy pretty much asking Naruto to sell his company and he was actually contemplating and doing it. And they didn't even talk about that these last two episodes. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like they strayed away from it. Maybe they go back to it. I don't know. But, you know, it's kind of like they tease something and they take it away from us. Something that um, the first show that did this was actually the Le Combinator like Fies. But um, in the show, they introduce a um, 
mass produced common rider that's kind of like a like trooper like it's like oh like these are like only half as strong as fives but there's like a hundred of them kind of thing mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if maybe there's like some point where we're just going to be like oh this whole humagear thing happened totally wasn't caused by zaya here's my army of people with common rider powers and like mm. that might be it which is like oh no we're getting like our asses kicked by like 20 common riders right now or something i don't know so we won't even see the uh the magiers anymore we'll just see like uh an army of riders are you saying uh i think we'll still probably see magiers maybe somehow they'll uh get stronger i'm not sure how but we'll see yeah i don't really have any good theories this pod i mean like i was going you know <laughs> conspiracy theories a couple of pods ago but you know, they're really not giving me anything to work with. They're kind of keeping everything, you know, slow paced at this point. I'm kind of ready for them to pick it up. Like you're saying, they need to, you know, drop some serious stakes on the line. Um, We're getting close to Christmas. So who knows who lives? Oh, yeah. You said the the Christmas episode is usually crazy, right? Yeah. Um, trying to think like uh, usually around now is when like shows start to like do weird stuff, like where they're like, oh, now the villainous faction changes or there's some like wild like change in power for the villains or oh the stakes change and there's like much more internal conflict i'm not sure but like this is usually where most shows pick up and we can kind of feel like the arc like this arc going into a lull so kind of wondering if maybe like this inter arc is over so now we gotta like get into the real stuff which is cool because it's been great so far who do you think uh or what Thouser is? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> unless it's like one of those satellites that is owned by Zaya, I think it's probably a rider. And I would say it's probably the CEO dude. You think Guy has a rider? Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's the, the I, safest I, bet. I think he's a rider too. I think he's too big of a character to not be a rider. Mm-hmm. Usually too, like um, the first upgrade that a rider gets, like the like shining hoppers of the world they aren't as risky or as dangerous or as important as the ones that go forward. So I would not be surprised if like, there's a point where like we get like common rider zero one, like um corrupted form or whatever. That's like, he has to go berserk or something to fight mm. like strong enough. Or I don't know. So there's several upgrades throughout the series. This is just the first one. It depends. There could not be more. There could be like a ton more. It does really depend on the show. There have been some shows where, like, this might be it. Um, I'd say there's probably one or two upgrades to go, though, if I had to guess. So is this something like what they do with Dragon Ball Z, where, you know, Goku turns Super Saiyan uh, blue, but he's, sometimes he still fights in Super Saiyan, like, one form? Or are we always going to see the Shining Hopper from, from now on? I think it depends again. But like, there's kind of a bell curve where it's like, they're, like we start, like, it's like, a, like okay, like, your main form's drawn. Then you have side forms that's like are varied and help you like fill in gaps. Then you have like a super form that might not be as strong as any of like your side forms, but it's like stronger than any one form. Then you have a form that's like above all that. Then you okay. have your it's final form shown and stuff, then. which is going to be like some crazy shit. But then like also around the time you get the final form, the first form will find some way to like chances are like the first form is like might be what's used in the final battle, for example, for some reason. I don't know. You know, the way yeah, it is. That's usually how it goes with uh, shows like this. But there are some shows that do kind of like play it differently and make it more like ability based, like in like Fives, for example. His like his uh, two upgrade forms, one is very different and isn't like a direct boost in power. It's much more of a unique ability situation than like a power situation Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm not sure um but we're definitely still gonna see like the action is gonna ramp up i think and they'll find some way to make the enemies more relevant and like the interpersonal conflicts more intense yeah i wonder if uh harobi and jen are gonna find another you know disciple now that mr assassin is gone some more recruits or something maybe have you watched the uh the trailer for next time yeah, I saw uh, Fu's new suit. I did see that, but I didn't see any. Uh, I didn't notice anything other than that. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No, I think um, two. This is like the kind of show, like where like 
we might like have like a bit of a lull for a while while it's like changing it up, but it's fine. It's got like good characters as and like it's well made. Like I don't mind if they keep it slow for an episode or two. Yeah, I don't mind either, but uh that's one thing that I like about double probably more than zero one is that it's not as exaggerated as zero one is. <laughs> like I feel like the fights are more grounded, the plots more grounded. And uh, I feel like Zero One kind of goes over the top a little bit too much sometimes. But it's still it's still a really good show. But I just think it goes over the top a little bit too much sometimes. Especially with the uh, transformations a little bit. I'm like, eh. I like that scene where they um, had um, the vice president trying to guess which joke like Aruto had for his lab. Oh, yeah. The password. <laughs> yeah, that was them just being like, yeah, we know this is dumb. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like what I'm talking about. No, uh, for next time, I think. Um, so here's my proposition. So there's the big crossover movie with the previous show before Double um, and Double. It's technically Christmas themed. Uh, it's a big jumbled mess, <laughs> the whole thing. But we could probably just watch the half hour like part from Double. No problem. Just it might have like a slight cliffhanger. But um, that's like a. We could watch uh, Begins Night, which is a story of their boss, Kamen Rider Skull, and how they transformed for the first time. And that's a Christmas story. Would you want to do that? Uh, yeah, for sure. I definitely want to check out what this Skull guy is all about. Definitely will see my boys again. And we definitely got to do something for the listeners for Christmas. Give them a Christmas present from us. <laughs> yeah, like I was thinking like Power Rangers. And I was like, that's a weird, just like watching a random Power Rangers episode with no context. Um, no, let's do that. Let's do... Um, in Movie War 2010, Common Rider or Common Rider, we're going to look at just the begin nights, begins nights, which is the second part of the movie. Um, I'll have a timestamp on the Twitter and like in the episode for the movie itself for like people that just want to watch that part. You can watch the rest. Uh, it's good, but it's confusing. It's very like lore heavy. But no, so we're going to look at for next time, the next two episodes, episode 14 and 15. Common Rider Zero One, and then we're going to look at Begins Night, the second of three portions, the Common Rider Double portion, which is a Christmas-themed part of the movie from uh, Common Rider x Common Rider Movie War 2010. So James, would you ride with a devil to plug your other podcasts and Twitter handle? Eh? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at PopcultNet, same thing on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and you can find the show at Common Ride With Me, hashtag Common Ride With Me, um, CommonRideWithMe.com. And we can take in emails at podcast at CommonRideWithMe.com. And also, um, please leave us a re- review on your podcast platform of choice. And if it's not iTunes, please let us know so we can shut you out. So yeah, uh, as always, peace. Peace. <laughs>